0: Digitalization really is the key component to elevating our relationships with our customers. And in order for us to, to make this digital transformation, we really didn't want to be encumbered by technology. And this is where our relationship with Intel changed because we really said, look, we want to start doing things like artificial intelligence. We really need a, a technology partner that gives us that flexibility to be able to pursue all these different things without having to worry about, do I have the right number of processors or this or that, you know, does it work for,
1: for our customers? Hi, and welcome to Conversations with Des. I'm your host, Des Blanchfield. Today, I have the privilege of being joined in the studio by Peter Shen. Now, Peter is the Vice President of Business Development for Digital Health at Siemens Healthineers. Peter, welcome to the show. Thanks for making time to join us.
0: I appreciate it, Des. Looking forward to our chat here. Indeed, as am I.
1: So we've got a range of interesting things that I'd like to cover, and let me just quickly summarize that for listeners. So we're going to talk broadly about, uh, I guess, your role as Vice President of Business Development Inside Digital Health at at Siemens Health and Ears, get to know you a little bit better, uh, and then some of the challenges you're facing on a day-to-day basis as, quote-unquote, a day in the life of, of Peter Shen. Uh, and then we're going to talk briefly about sort of, I guess, the, the, the Siemens health in story, the background of it, and some of the innovation you're working on. And then the big challenge of enabling some of those healthcare ecosystems and, and the new emerging technology that's coming about. And then we'll probably wrap up with some of the, the big uh, success stories so far and the impact you've had around improving patient experience and that whole space of healthcare. Um, but before we do that, I wonder, uh, Peter, if you could maybe just give listeners a little insight to yourself personally before we dive into your role and background of sort of the Siemens uh, Health and Ear story. And tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, your academic and career path that have brought you to this exciting role.
0: Really appreciate it, Des. And yeah, right now I am uh, I live out in California, so uh, beautiful West Coast here out in the uh, heart of Silicon Valley, so uh, San Jose, California here been here for actually over 20 years, so I've seen, uh, seen the region and, and technology change uh, from its early days here to, to where it is today. But um, I, ironically, I actually grew up in uh, Minnesota, of all places, so a uh, very uh, opposite weather of California, I would say, very cold and uh, wintry uh, uh, Rochester, Minnesota. But I loved every minute of uh, growing up there. Still root for all my uh, Minnesota sports teams and all that type of stuff. So I loved loved growing up there. And then uh, after high school, I uh, went on to uh, college or university, and I actually went out east uh, to to Johns Hopkins out uh, on the East Coast in Baltimore. Um, got my degree there in uh, biomedical engineering and mathematical sciences, and then um, and then Siemens actually came and recruited me. Ah, uh, right out of right out of the school, and uh, gave me an opportunity to uh, kind of choose where I wanted to live. And I, I said, well, I grew up in the Midwest uh, of the U.S. I lived out on the East Coast, and uh, I haven't gone west yet. So uh, decided to go out west and and settled in California and settled into uh, the Bay Area here in San Francisco, and and haven't moved ever ever since. So I'm re- really happy with where I'm at, and uh, figured I did pretty good. Uh, uh, Coming from Minnesota here, out out of the cold and into the warm and everything. In fact, actually, I ended up marrying a, a gal from Hawaii. So so I figured I did pretty well going from uh from blizzards to uh sunny sandy beaches instead. So, wow, yeah, and pretty you, good, huh? <laughs> yeah, what an amazing life
1: story. Um, and you've you've got a range of uh, I mean, I was just well, I was looking at your bio, and I mean, you you had a focus around uh, at your university path you, you sort of focused on biomedical engineering but also kind of a mathematical bent from what i read
0: yeah yeah i had um i actually had dreams of, of becoming a doctor that was that was kind of the plan especially i guess if you go to a place of johns hopkins kind of the, the plan is get your get your bachelor's and then head off to medical school and i in fact i actually does i actually applied to medical school i actually got through the first round i was uh had all these uh, uh second round type of interviews all set up and then i just kind of uh Something in my gut told me, like you know, maybe let take a step back and let's go into industry for for a year or two and make a few few dollars or something like that, and then maybe return to to get my uh, to to go to medical school. And so I backed out and decided to go, uh, you know, jump into the industry. And then uh, Siemens came and grabbed me, and I said, okay, I'll do this for a couple a year or two or whatever, and then have been here since uh, for over 21 years now. So. <laughs>
1: That's amazing, a couple of decades. I noticed you do a heck of a lot of work. I mean, everywhere I looked around, you were somebody. I mean, whether it's uh, uh, a lot of panels and keynotes around public speaking uh, just focused on the whole digitization and and modernization of technology around health uh, and particularly the adoption of cloud technologies and cloud platforms. But also, I believe we're both going to be at the Health Information system Symposium in a few weeks in Orlando. We look forward to catching up. And then all the space around what's happening in new emerging technologies of AI and machine learning and leveraging
0: that new imaging. How on earth do you fiddle that in? Yeah, it's, uh, it makes for a busy day, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, especially in, in healthcare, it's real interesting with, with uh, IT especially. You know, it's an, it's an industry that's that's still really adopting uh, all the technology that you and I are used to in our personal lives and whatnot. So it it really is 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 evolving and continuously evolving. And and I've had the great pleasure over over my career to really kind of see things transform within healthcare. But the exciting part is that it continues to transform. So you know whether it's going to to, to industry conferences like HIMSS or or some of these other ones that uh, that I've been to previously or had the pleasure of being part of previously it's it's always fun and exciting because there's always uh, new things new new and emerging technologies to to look at and that really has been the focus of my kind of my career and my role now today uh, here at Siemens is really as, uh, as the head of uh, uh, business development for a for digital health uh, area is really looking at kind of all the new and emerging technologies that are out there and trying to figure out uh, a way that we can uh, commercialize those technologies and figure out ways that we can apply those technologies and those new concepts for, for our customers and ultimately for, for patients uh, within within healthcare as well. So it's a real fun time to be part of healthcare, especially in this uh, new world of, uh, of technology. Oh, it's a
1: fun time to be alive in general. Yes, indeed. And I imagine, it's, as you just alluded to, it's a great way to sort of keep your finger on the pulse as well as to drive some thought leadership. And, and I guess just network and mingle with peers who are probably facing similar challenges. When we think about your overall role, I mean, when we think about business development, it's relatively straightforward. We think about digital health, it seems straightforward, but it's fairly unique in that. I imagine carrying the role of Vice President of Business Development for Digital Health at Siemens Healthineers, given it's a new entity per se, has a fairly broad reaching scope. I wonder if you could maybe just walk us through what a day in the life of Peter Shannon is currently under that role.
0: For me, me personally, every day brings something different here. So uh, being being here in California, right in Silicon Valley, we get to see a lot of, uh, of, of the new and emerging technologies that, that, that come about from different startups or whatnot. Um, you know, we're still, Siemens is still a German-based company, so I work a lot with colleagues uh, uh, internationally as well. And uh, so that means uh, for, for someone like me living on the West Coast that's waking up quite early to, to have some conversations with colleagues uh, in Europe and then uh, kind of staying late also to catch up with colleagues in, in Asia uh, towards the end of the day. Uh, in, the, in the meantime, though, it's really talking not only with colleagues but also talking a lot with um, with our customers and a, a lot of healthcare providers and folks within healthcare. Really trying to understand what their challenges are uh, on a day to day basis. Really trying to see how they're adopting uh, these new and emerging technologies. Um, you know, within their kind of day-to-day operations, both clinically, operationally within the organization, trying to figure out, again, how, how, how they can leverage technology, how they can leverage all these new and exciting things like artificial intelligence and whatnot into their daily routine. And and that to me is the most exciting part of the day is really uh, really talking to our customers, talking to folks who are trying to figure out the puzzle just as much as I, I am as well, and trying to see how we can... Uh, leverage all these great, uh, great little technologies and these nuances that are happening here uh, to, to help patients.
1: Let's talk about Siemens Healthineers. Let's start first with a little bit of background, and then I'd love to dive into some of the innovation you're driving around, and particularly who your customers are and what some of the challenges they're facing. But let's just start with Siemens Healthineers. I mean, we've heard of yeah, a brand there has been a bunch. Yeah, right? Yeah, let's <laughs> talk about that. So a little bit of background on the name and then the organization. What brought it about?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's a it's a great question. Everybody wants to know a little bit of, about the name. So, so Siemens years, we're still we're still part of the uh, the large uh, global conglomerate Siemens, which I think is well known throughout the world for for making everything from uh, trains to to microwaves and everything in between. Um, within within healthcare, we've been a a, a big leader within, uh, in particular, uh, both imaging and diagnostic equipment. So some of the uh, 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 CT scanners, MRIs that the uh, that uh, a lot of patients see on a daily basis, a lot of the laboratory equipment that uh, that folks do to when they do their blood draws and they get all their all that process is all done on Siemens equipment or whatnot. So uh, a few years ago, Siemens decided that uh, they they really wanted to empower. The healthcare organization and kind of set them free from kind of the the larger structure of Siemens here, so that we could really kind of pursue a lot of these technologies that we were talking about earlier uh, with a little more freedom. So, so we created this uh, uh, kind of uh, rebranded the healthcare group as Siemens Health and Years. It's a a little bit of a rift between healthcare and uh, engineering and engineers, because uh, Siemens, we're, we're always proud of kind of the technology and innovation that we're creating here. So we kind of combined uh, health and, and, and engineering together and created health engineers. And I think it gets uh, a lot of our customers and a lot of people talking about it because uh, we're, we're excited for kind of the, um, the innovation and ingenuity that we've come uh, come to be known for uh, by being in health engineer here.
1: So I'd love to get a little insight uh, as to who your customers are. I know that, you know, it seems there's a long multi-decade uh, uh, pedigree in healthcare in all range of spaces around this area in, in developing technology, the support and research. But as far as healthcare providers and patient care go, who, who are sort of your traditional customers in this space currently?
0: Yeah, no, it does our, you know, our customers are really those, those healthcare providers who are focused on delivering that patient care to 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 patients here and really it's a it's an interesting time right now because the healthcare landscape is really really changing not, not just from the technology that we were talking about earlier but really even just how how providers are getting paid or reimbursed for for their effort that they're doing there and that that's really for us as we we've, we've started to see a lot of challenges uh, within our customers here, really, really trying to figure out how, do, how can they do a couple different things. You know, the, the first is really trying to figure out how do they expand precision medicine to, to be more accurate in terms of the diagnosis and treatment that they're doing for their patients. Uh, everybody also wants to transform how they're delivering care, ideally trying to Optimize it and make it more efficient in terms of how they're uh, practicing care or whatnot for their patients, and then and then ultimately, they're, everyone's trying to improve the patient experience. Really trying to focus on on quality outcomes and and, and looking at things that really matter to the patients. Here, um, from from Siemens' perspective and health and ears, Siemens Health and ears in particular, you know, we we really believe that we can help our customers address these challenges through through digitalization here and and the digital transformation, and really leveraging kind of our long clinical and engineering expertise and our history here to, to leverage kind of all these new emerging technologies that are going out there and deliver some new and innovative platforms and solutions that, that help the entire healthcare continuum.
1: I imagine they're faced with a, a sort of a twofold challenge because they're, they're all having to go through digital transformation just as organizations. Yeah but they're also having to transform not just from that basic digit, digital transformation of going from pens and pads to um, you know, <coughs> tablets and mobile devices, but also when we think about it, and I love the Monty Python skit where the, the fellow walks in the room and goes, oh, I see you have the machine, which goes bing! You know, um, when we think about healthcare in general, uh, you know, people get put into a hospital, they get put into a room, they get plugged into a bunch of stuff, things go beat, but they're all disconnected. So now you've got this need to sort of have IoT-styled connected devices, yeah. data going securely across places, <clears throat> worrying about the type of networking connectivity where it's Wi-Fi or 5G eventually, um, as well as all the other end of things, which is uh, storing the data, data lakes. Machine learning, artificial intelligence of some f- form applied to it, and and helping people make, uh, I guess, clinical decisions uh, uh, in a more of a, a data-driven decision process. So, yeah. uh, I mean, when you think about some of those things, uh, what are some of the big lumpy challenges that you're seeing there? I mean, I imagine they go from infrastructure to intelligence. What are people coming to you currently saying? We we need help in this space, and what can Siemens Healthineer doing?
0: No, I think you're 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 hitting the key word there, which is which is data here, and this is this is really the biggest challenge that we're seeing from from our customers that the, there's just this ex- exponential growth of healthcare data, and and I think all 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 these healthcare providers are realizing w- wait a second in that data there's there's a wealth of critical, clinical and operational information that's that's in that data that that we need to use to help treat our patients, and and what we're you know what what they're trying to figure out is how do they how do they extract that right information to help them make the right clinical or operational decision for them? And admittedly, you know. Uh Siemens, I mean, we're we've kind of created some of this problem too because the, the the great you know CT and MRI imaging devices that we have or our laboratory processing units they have they're they're all contributing large amounts of data as well and and so now the the challenge becomes you know how do we process all this data in a timely fashion and try to deliver the important clinical results back to the physicians so they can make the right diagnosis and and, and treatment so and it's a and it's not a not a trivial trivial challenge here because the you know the requirements to, to kind of figure out to process all this data really really very significantly I mean they could be a, as simple as kind of looking at a, a static you know x-ray image of of a chest a patient's chest to try to figure out you know if they've got um, you know emphysema or something something you know some sort of ailment with the chest or it could be as complicated as trying to look at you know like a, a beating heart and trying to figure out kind of try to calculate, you know what? It, what is the the volume of that of that beating heart and and the and the blood that's going through the different uh, ventricles and how much of it is going through there? So you're looking at this beating heart and trying to trying to do all those calculations while this thing is moving or whatnot. So this is this is where it becomes really challenging as well. So it's so it's really trying to digest all those different types of data that's out there from a clinical standpoint and then trying to draw conclusions from that. Uh, it, it it it's it's, a, it's quite challenging to do here.
1: No, indeed. In fact, that actually leads me to my very next sort of topic that I wanted to talk about, which is underpinning all that, the whole challenge of enabling the healthcare ecosystem as a whole, particularly as, you're, you, know, as you mentioned, I mean, we've got everything from in, you know, new emerging technologies like 5G, IoT, there's underpinning challenges around data, and then the, 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 I guess, the growing and increasing challenge around cybersecurity and making sure that no data breaches happen. Um, Walk us through that whole sort of journey of going from your traditional sort of imaging and other technologies you've got now to sort of, you know, how you go about solving some of these challenges so that doctors worldwide can connect, they've got very safe and secure and and I guess privacy sensitive connectivity with that data moving around, the types of uh, technologies you're, you're using to make some of that happen? Because um, I, I know, and I'd like to get into this in a minute, I mean, you formed a, a partnership with Intel, which I'd like to delve yeah. into a minute. Yeah. But maybe just briefly, the whole challenge of enabling that healthcare ecosystem, what does that mean from your point of view when you're facing the industry to sort of have that conversation?
0: Yeah, I mean, this is, this is, a, this is a real interesting part because, again, you know, we... We want we want to start to develop, or we've developed, and are continuing to develop different algorithms and different solutions to kind of process all these different critical clinical findings. Um, but we don't want to be hampered by 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 technology here. So our our focus really is is our in our clinical expertise and our and our and our great engineering and whatnot to kind of create these different solutions. And and what our customers are really looking for. Um, is is the practical solution here? So it, it's great that uh, you know our engineers or whatnot can create you know an algorithm that identifies this or that, but you know, in a lot of cases our, our customers and our clinicians or whatnot they're they're not exactly sure what disease or ailment might be affecting a patient here. So you know a good example of it at does is like if, uh, if if a patient comes into the hospital and, and they have to get like a, a chest CT exam. Um, because they're, you know, they're they're complaining about uh, breathing, having difficulty breathing, or whatnot. So, so the clinician might, uh, the doctor might prescribe, you know, let's 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 give him or her a chest CT. But the the chest CT, the, the reason they're prescribing that is because they're not exactly sure what's what's really ailing the patient there. So it could be because, the, you know, the patient might have like a a blocked artery or something like that because they're maybe so, you know, they, they might be early onset of maybe a heart attack or something like that. So so we'll need to look at, like, the coronary vessels that are going on in the heart. Um, or it could be because, you know, they might be short of breath because there's something – something in their lungs. So we might need to, maybe there's like a, a a nodule or a little tumor or something like that in the lungs. So we might need to actually look at the lungs and, and, and look at the volume capacity of the, of the lungs. So it could be, so it could be a bunch of different reasons why that patient might be, might be struggling here. So from a technology standpoint, we've got to run things like multiple, uh, AI algorithms, for example, to try to figure out what's going on. So run multiple solutions that are going on to help determine what the what the problem is here. And that's where We really don't need to have technology kind of hamper us. We need technology to enable us a little bit here. So we need to have kind of a a, a platform that enables us to run multiple, let's say, AI algorithms at the same time to help us make that clinical diagnosis without having to worry about, oh, do I have the right infrastructure to kind of support that? Is it flexible enough for me to run all this technology at the same time?
1: Indeed. In fact, I was actually looking at some of the uh, data I I got from my briefing uh, prior to catching up with you, and when I was looking at the entire ecosystem that you've developed and built, I mean, you've got everything from one end of the imaging at the the client-facing or the patient-facing side of things, plugging me into a device or putting me into a scanner. You've got the the specialist clinician and nursing care where they can get that imagery up on a big screen and start to dive into it and spin it around and model it. You've got the uh, intelligence built into some of these tools to highlight and colorize things, saying, well, this is, as you said, this could be a blood vessel versus a vein. You've then got the very other end of the spectrum, for what I understand, a whole bunch of effectively high-performance compute, uh, which I think is a blend between cloud and physical infrastructure where that data can be put into a space and data scientists can do things like build models around it and run potentially billions of simulations to say, if this, then <coughs> what happens that? Uh, I'd love to get a little insight into that whole ecosystem because it seems to me you know, this is uh, similar to some of the things that we see in banking and finance and wealth management, and other spaces, although it's, it's focused on health. And that is that you've bought now a whole bunch of the proven success stories around other business paradigms and applied it to health. Because you know when we think about some of the imaging devices, we've known you there for a while, seeing the data on screens is one thing, but then at the other end of the spectrum, being able to apply machine learning algorithms and run yeah. multiple simulations to say, well, if we apply this uh, you know, I don't know, treatment or if we apply this uh, uh, medicine or if we apply this surgery, what happens? That to me seems to be a game changer because all of a sudden now you're not having to actually physically touch me as a patient until you run these scenarios and go, well, if we, if we do A, does B happen? Uh, it seems to me like you're removing an enormous amount of risk in that process whilst yeah. going back to that data driven decision making <clears throat> that we've seen in traditional enterprise businesses, but now in health.
0: Yep, yep, you're, you're absolutely right there. So from from a Siemens perspective, we actually see we see technology being an enabler throughout the entire healthcare continuum. So if, if, if you think about it it, it, it even starts when the patient first presents themselves. You know, when we talk about that scenario, when that patient comes in having difficulty breathing, you know, we wanna leverage a, a, tech, a an ecosystem or a technology platform that allows us to first kind of look at what that patient's medical history is. You know, so let's, let's pull up all that patient's history there And then and then leverage, you know, algorithms like artificial intelligence or whatnot to help us make the right clinical decision as to what what kind of diagnostic test we should place on that particular patient. So if that patient comes in, they're, they're complaining of uh, shortness of breath, we look at that patient history, and we figure out what's the what's the appropriate clinical diagnosis test that we need to actually apply for that particular patient, and, and use, use our algorithms, use our technology here to kind of figure out, oh, this is the right test that we need to apply. Let's say it's a chest CT exam or whatnot. Then, of course, leverage the technology that we have you know, with, with our great uh, imaging equipment, our, our CTs Scanners, MRI scanners, or whatever to perform that test. But then, to your point, actually, then leverage things like artificial intelligence or whatever to help us analyze that exam and be able to make the proper diagnosis um so being able to say oh have the computer automatically find let's say a nodule or something like that in the lungs or find a blockage in the heart or something like that have have the computer kind of uh, you know automatically assist the the physician the clinician there in terms of making that proper diagnosis but even even beyond the diagnosis is where we also see a potential for technology and and for our our platform digital platform to help out so after we made that diagnosis on that particular patient, how can we now figure out uh, and leverage technology and assimilate all this different, these different data points to be able to actually make uh, the proper treatment decision? So here now I'm actually saying, you know, let's not, not just look at that, that CT image that I took of the patient, but the, let me look at also the, the patient's laboratory results. Let me look at the pathology. Let me look at their genetics or genomics. And assimilate all that data, look for particular correlations between all those different data elements, and say, hey, let's let's create a personalized treatment plan for this particular patient based on their patient history, their imaging data, their laboratory data, their genomic data. Bring that all together and say, Oh, this is this is the best treatment for, for DES, or this is the best treatment for Peter based on his information. And then again, leverage new technologies like artificial intelligence and everything in between to kind of drive that, that patient towards the most successful outcome from a treatment perspective. And that, that to us is, I think, uh, you know, the, the the big component for us from an, from a from a platform or, or an ecosystem perspective is that we can go from end to end from, from when when the patient first presents themselves when we're trying to diagnose them all the all the way to when we're actually trying to treat that particular patient and leverage again all these interesting technologies that are out there to to find the most optimal treatment for that patient.
1: A couple of things that really excited me there were uh, when I think about the ecosystem. If we imagine the transition that happened when the smartphone came along and then app stores came along they provided a platform and they didn't really know every problem that could be solved they just made the ecosystem available and people came up with ideas and wrote apps and put them in the app store and now we can download them I imagine that's something that now that you've enabled by creating this massive uh, a digital ecosystem capability, because now I could come along and, and say well i 've got this idea, could I run it over the data and you could anonymize it and let me test it, and then potentially be available to somebody uh, you know whether it 's in the in the system you 're providing or even maybe on a on a you know a, a, a wearable device or a smartphone, but at the other end of the spectrum. I also see this idea, and we could probably spend a whole show talking about this, but just I can see this concept of what we talk about digital twins in the technology space now, like talking about it from engineering and, uh, you know, uh, aeroplane parts and and engines and big, you know, diesel engines running uh, digital twins. I could see a digital twin scenario in this, and I think that's a very exciting future. But one of the things I'd love to talk about is I'm really fascinated by this pivotal shift that seems to sort of come about with what I imagine is like a startup mentality with the whole creation of Siemens Health and Ears. And that is that Siemens has had a long pedigree of essentially building and designing all of its own technology from scratch. And at some point that had to be done. It seems to me now that you've worked out that you're far better off leveraging other people's uh, strengths like Intel and focusing on the outcome you want to drive and the, the I guess, the you know, betterment of people's lives and, and livelihood by not having to design all the bits yourselves and all the chips. Tell me a little bit about the Intel partnership to start with. And I guess I'd love to get in a little bit of detail of kind of how it came about and what that pivotal shift has been like for you. But um, just give us a little high-level description of kind of the Intel partnership and how that's working for you.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a, you, you, we've had a long standing relationship with intel and and, and like you said does it you know it's first started with with them being kind of the supplier of all the the chips and all the and all the computing technology and the processors and everything that drive a lot of our our imaging equipment or our laboratory equipment so all the computers that we were delivering uh, to our to our customers and everything all all had the uh, you know famous Intel inside uh, type of processors or whatnot but I think um you know where where things kind of pivoted a little bit you know one for us is we realized that uh, at some point you know that the laws of physics kind of catch up to us and we can only make a, a CT scanner spin you know as fast as it can and we can only do things that that, that you know physically can make our 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 imaging acquisition devices and our laboratory devices you know uh, perform in optimal areas then then we really realized that that again this 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 concept of digital digitalization really is is the key component to really, elevating our our relationships with our customers and and in order for us to to make this digital transformation as i mentioned earlier we we really didn't want to be encumbered by technology here and this is where also our our relationship with intel changed as well because we really said look you know if we want to start doing things like like you know uh, investing into artificial intelligence if we really want to start doing things like looking for creating kind of a a platform infrastructure or an ecosystem that that pulls from different disparate data data sources or whatnot. We we really need a, a technology partner that gives us that flexibility um, to and, and customizability to be able to kind of pursue all these different things without having to worry about you know do I have the 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 right number of processors or this or that you know does it work for for our customers who 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 want you know a cloud-based solution or does it work for our customers who want an on-premise based solution, you know, we we as a, you know, our focus is really on, on 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 the healthcare portion, on the clinical portion of things, and we just really didn't want to be encumbered by 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 you know kind of these technology uh, challenges. So this is where you know we sat down with Intel. This is probably going on you know maybe uh, you know five six years ago, and really said, look, this is this is where we want to take. Uh, take Siemen's health and nears, especially um, like we talked about earlier that we see kind of all our uh, the challenges that our customers are facing with precision medicine and transforming care delivery and helping their patients we really see digitalization being that 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 thing that ties us all together and we really need a technology partner that's really going to help us make sure that the underlying infrastructure behind this digitalization strategy is there. And that's where we we, we brought Intel to, to and, and really showcase kind of what our vision is. We, we brought them to our, we, we've got a, a, a superb AI think tank that's based outside of Princeton, New Jersey, for example. We hosted the Intel colleagues there and said, look, this is, this is what we're investing in over the next, you know, five, 10, 15 years. This is where we're going to be focusing our efforts. And again, we, we're looking for a technology partner that can support us. And, and this is where Intel really stepped up with the, with the different technologies that they have, whether it's their OpenVINO toolkits, their Xenon processors or whatnot. I mean, they they gave us that kind of that scalability, that flexibility that we were looking for. So that now that our engineers really, they're not worried about having to deal with the technology. They're really more, again, trying to create the vision, trying to put together solutions, you know, drive towards things like the digital twin and whatnot without having to worry about, oh, you know, what's, what's that underlying infrastructure that supports it? And that's, that's been the best part about the partnership here.
1: I guess that's part of the, uh, the sort of the new age approach to problem solving, isn't it? Because I'm sure you're, uh, I have this mental image of when you're mentioning scanners, you know, you're a design and engineer, people sitting there going, it's enough just to deal with the centripetal and centrifugal force of the thing going around yeah. circles fast. Don't make me create a chip as well. But but also just leveraging the best of the best and you know reading some of the stuff you're doing with Intel uh, when it, when I saw the pivot from uh, I guess you know consuming their technology to partnering with them it, it, it immediately went off like a eureka moment it was just you know that light bulb uh, yeah. if you're a despicable me fan um, where it was like well this just makes sense and it's one of those things where when you look back at something hindsight's a powerful thing but it just made sense to to partner with companies like that. Um, and I, I saw you've already made some good use of some of the technologies they've, they've um, already had in place like OpenVINO for example that whole toolkit I imagine and the work yeah. where they're doing around you know just some of their networking technology, their compute technology their storage technology, their memory technology I mean these are just game changers I'm sure for, for Siemens Healthineers to be able to say you don't have to design it, build it, you just bring in the best of the best from Intel and say what do we need it about uh, uh, computer imagery with new 4K cameras and, and, and better, what do we do around AI algorithms and how do we leverage your your you know, uh, you know xeon's uh, scalable processes, what are some of those conversations like imagine when you sort of get to that point where you, you get them into your think tank and you say well we've got this challenge. can we apply OpenVINO to it or we 've got this challenge? Can we build a model around it leveraging machine learning within chip?" Uh, uh, you know, strengths. Uh, w- w-
0: I'd love to get an insider, kind of
1: like a fly in the wall with yeah. that.
0: I mean, the, the, these are actually real fun conversations because, uh, quite frankly, you know, our, our engineers will sit there and we go back to that example of that 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 patient, you know, uh, wanting that chest CT exam or whatever. You know, our, our guys are sitting there, you know, in our AI think tank, and they're saying, you know, in, in that scenario, we're going to have to run one or two AI algorithms. We're going to have to run. 10, 15, 20, you know, maybe 30, 40 AI algorithms. And and oh, by the way, you know, we need to we need to get those results to the to the to the doctor as quickly as possible here. And and you know, so we you know, how do we do that? And this is where having having our colleagues at Intel kind of sit there with us and say, you know, hey, that's that's not an issue. We can we can get those timely clinical results to the clinician. You know, as soon as they sit down on the computer and they can see the results of that of that chest CT exam. Those, those are the important things for us, because, again, like I said, it really uh, then gets the worry from our from our, our engineers about having to get, you know, getting getting held back from from the technology. They can really think you know they can really say you know hey for for our AI platform, we want to run multiple AI algorithms we we can run as many as we need to in order to to deliver the right uh, clinical results for 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 our customers and and again, having Intel there to be able to kind of say yes you know our the, the technology that we're that we 're partnering with you on you know is able to provide that is is a fantastic discussion to have
1: oh indeed and, and I think you know again it's very much the trend these days to have that sort of partnership uh, a co-create concept and you know you're leveraging the biggest best brand in the space in the first place but more importantly you can effectively stay true to your core business of focusing on how to create better uh, you know patient experience or better health uh, care outcomes without having to over-engineer and reinvent the wheel and I think this is a very exciting time I'd, I'd love to look at some of the things you're doing around you know you talk about some of the types of scans the type of healthcare that's being provided, one of the big things that people are concerned about is just the improvement that's available now in basic patient experience and healthcare that's going to affect them. One of the things that underpins all this, and it struck me the other day when I was making notes about this, is that there's such a clear link between the technology you're building yourselves and the solutions and the ecosystem and the partnership with Intel to to be able to leverage their capabilities and compute the storage and networking directly to that whole humanity's perspective as in the what's it for me for the customer. So how am I going to get healthier faster? How am I going to get a personalized care plan as you highlighted before? I'd love to sort of get your thoughts on, was that something that, that you sort of set out to do early on or was it one of the natural things that organically just happened? Because I imagine when you looked at the rationale behind creating this new entity of, of Siemens Health Ears, and certainly the decision to pivot and partner with the likes of Intel to leverage all their capabilities it seemed to me that it just made sense you saw these opportunities to improve patient experience, provide better types of technology and and use some of the things that are out there like artificial intelligence in key areas where you know they can make data driven decisions or help me make better informed decisions because in many times when I'm at the doctor, they, they give me all the information, but I still have to make the final decision, do I want to chop this out or keep it? Um, exactly. I imagine that, that you're now getting to the point where some of those humanities-focused things were feeling natural for you. They jumped off the sheet of paper and you were able to focus on them. They, you didn't have to sort of do any rocket science. You were able to stay really true to your core focus of build better widgets, better technology and ecosystem, and then make that available to the market.
0: Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right, Des. And I think the, the, you know, the key thing for us is is also... We, we need to understand our, our customer's customer, which is the patient here. And and the thing that we really wanted to do is really, really try to improve that patient experience. And and what, as I talked about earlier, we, you know, we, we created a, a, an ecosystem, a platform that goes end to end. So when that patient first comes in, you know, it has to go get has to go get that exam, that x-ray or whatever the case may be, you know, we, we've got solutions like our Siemens Team Play platform that allows them to, to, to optimize that exam procedure time. So to make sure that that exam happens as quickly and as, and as fast as possible. Uh, for that patient so they don't have to endure uh, you know um, you know that that exam longer than they need to and we've got great operational monitoring tools provided by our our team play platform that that support that with our imaging equipment and then that same patient uh, exam can be reviewed and diagnosed by a radiologist let's say efficiently and with greater precision and accuracy thanks to artificial intelligence algorithms ai algorithms and the ai platform that we have within uh, Siemens that we call the AI Rad Companion, which helps the uh, radiologist make that make that precise diagnosis so they can make it quickly and accurately for that patient. And then as we talked about earlier, what we're really excited about is really then when that patient's doctor is now sitting down with the patient and, and trying to figure out what to do next. You know they're they're more informed because of the of the different uh, treatment options and the treatment decisions that they have to make with the patient. Because with the help of our our Teamplay digital health platform and our digital ecosystem, delivering kind of the relevant and and most appropriate clinical data to the, to that clinician. So from a patient perspective, it's if, it's it's great because I if I have to go get an exam, it's going to happen fast. Um, I get the results right away, and I get to talk to my doctor who is more informed in terms of what's the right treatment for me to take care of the problem that I have. And, and, and it's great, and we're, we're really excited that, the, that all of our technological solutions are, in, in the end here, really benefiting the patient.
1: Indeed, and I think there's a cultural shift as well as far as the consumer. I mean, we're you know, um, regardless of your your, your age uh, and generation, I mean, we're, we're all used to now getting more information, being better informed. But when we think about the new consumer for sort of the millennials and Gen Ys and Gen Zs and so forth, um, you know, people are now, I guess, digital natives. They, they don't leave home without a, a mobile device in their hands. Most of them don't even uh, leave bed before they grab the device and look at it and start to get information, either personal entertainment or information or work decisions in their first email. So I imagine the health is going to now, you know, naturally become part of that decision. That is, that I don't wait till I get sick to work out whether I've got to get something done. I can see this as being a, a you know, Siemens Healthineers seems to have act out an amazing new uh, lead on the market here, and I, I can imagine that leveraging the technology and the, the business capabilities and the insights that Intel has has given you a leapfrog opportunity because now you, you can stay focused to your core business and all the obvious, you know, ROI opportunities of early, you know, lead on the market, going to market rapidly, reduce cost to do that, you have to build these other things. But I can see that you've now got the scenario where this whole ecosystem with, with, you know, whether it's data-driven decision-making, apps talking to me all the time, remote uh, diagnosis where I'm talking to you via screen and then the data is moving backwards and forwards securely over 5G. And I might be talking to you in California as my GP, but my specialist might be in South uh, yeah. Africa, and I might have a, 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 a cancer specialist in, in Shanghai, and we might have a remote medicine person in the middle of Australia providing experience on a case they've already worked on i mean I'm, I'm thinking of some of the things you can now do with this relationship with Intel and some of the things they do in networking and and, and encryption of data and secure connectivity and secure storage of that data that just blows my mind I, I I can't imagine how some of the competitors are going to catch you
0: you're touching on kind of all the the, the I think the key things that are really going to drive this this Digital transformation within healthcare. I mean, I, I think that you know the points that you're making, Des, are, are are the right ones here. You, you've got this consumerism, right? That that's happening. That that you and I and everybody that's listening, they're 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 comfortable with technology. They're comfortable with information, uh, like you said. You know, it's it's at it's at our fingertips. It's in our hands now. So this consumer, you're going to have now this more informed patient who who is now expecting their clinician to have kind of have. Have digested large amounts of data, and that's and that's a real important aspect there. You know, I think the the other thing too is that um, is that is that you'll see that this technology is not not there to replace the the clinician or the physician, but it's 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 really there to 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 be a companion for that clinician. So the your your doctor is still ultimately going to make the 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 final clinical decision. But wouldn't it be great if your doctor had, you know, had some help from 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 computers and 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 technology and everything to to help them make an informed decision or the right decision or or, or, or better decision? Um, and, and that's where I think uh, again, this digitalization is really going to help them there. And then I think uh, you know the the other point is that it's really it's it's really heterogeneous. I think there's there's going to be data and information coming from all sorts of areas here, and and you've got to have kind of a this ubiquitous. This platform, this ecosystem, to be able to consume all these different different uh, uh, data repositories, the, these different sources of data, so they can feed that feed that clinician with the right information. And this is where, again, we we need to have great technology partners that that are that can can facilitate that, that are flexible enough to be able to to pull that information from the different areas, and then and then you have these great clinical algorithms that can actually you know leverage all that data and then and then make the right decision for 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 the patient
1: uh, indeed and i mean you know in Australia here we have um a thing called the flying doctor service because we 're s- you know, the the sixth largest piece of dirt on the planet and only 25 million people. We're, we're quite well spread out. And so often people live on farms or remote areas or country towns where there just isn't a doctor and we have to fly there, pick them up and bring them back to the cities. I imagine this is now going to kind of shrink the world and create the small village mentality that the whole world is connected in digital and we can bring these skills. One of the things I was fascinated about with and I thought about the relationship you've, you've formed now where um, you're working so closely with Intel is – Is it fair to say that now you've got the opportunity to kind of open the door to them saying, well, uh, Siemens and Siemens Healthineers had a whole range of challenges that you've put to Intel and said, help us solve for these. I imagine now you kind of ask them, well, what else haven't we thought of? And, And Intel can sort of walk in and say, well... Have you considered this or have you seen this technology or we've just built this? Or I imagine now you kind of almost flip the coin in that you've gone to them with challenges and they've helped you solve them and you've got to market early and probably done it at a fraction of the cost if you had to build it all yourself. But now I imagine you're kind of asking them, well, what other things can you do to help us differentiate?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it, it, it. it. It really is here, as a, you know, as we talked about earlier. Health healthcare is, is is playing a little bit of catch up as it relates to technology here. So we're we're now kind of embracing and trying to figure out how we can leverage all these technological advances. You know, topics like AI and whatnot. But a, a, again, from from Intel's perspective and in other in in other you know disciplines, you know, technology has been used quite prevalently through throughout other industries here. So we're 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 turning to our, our partners in Intel. And saying, you know, hey, where, 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 are some other places that we can apply, you know, apply your great technology towards in, in the healthcare space? And yeah. and you talked about it earlier, does you know about about kind of you know reaching kind of remote patients and, and kind of remote areas of, of, of a country or whatnot? And how do you get how do you get clinical specialty a uh, uh, special specialist to those areas? I mean, with with the help of Intel, we're now uh, we're now actually putting together solutions where we can we can remotely. Operate some of our uh, uh, imaging equipment or some of our uh, you know therapy procedure equipment all from a remote location. So being able to kind of say you know that patient doesn't have to be flown into the big city to have that that procedure or that exam done. Let's let's let them go to this, the the community hospital and then we'll have kind of our our, our specialist or our doctor who's who, who's you know who's the expert there be able to kind of remotely control control the uh, the scanner or yeah. remotely control the the therapy device there and and again this is these are these are great concepts that that I think Siemens wouldn't necessarily have thought on their own and and you know with the help of Intel and Intel kind of saying, look, in, in other industries, you know, kind of remote access, you know, in the computing industry is, is is a norm. You know, you could actually apply that into the healthcare space. And we've got the technology that enables that. You know, it's a, it's 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 fun and great conversations to have here that 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 actually can turn into something uh, you know, again, beneficial for the patient.
1: Uh, indeed. I mean, my, you know, I'm starting to think about when well, we've been doing VPN technology forever for email yeah. and web browsing, exactly. why yeah. couldn't we use that uh, with, with Intel's VPN secure encrypted technology just to get data across from from a remote site to, to a specialist or multiples, but also what they're doing at chip level around things like mobile devices and in, in-car technology now make it health related. Um, I, I wonder if we could maybe uh, wrap up with one last thing I'd like to ask my guests to do, and that is that... When we think about all the things you've done here and, and, and congratulations on an amazing success story so far with Siemens Healthineers. I think it's an exciting concept. In my mind, it's kind of like a startup and a legacy in many ways in that we saw fintechs within banks. We saw all these other spaces uh, pivot and apply sort of digital thinking to, to legacy environments. I think it's an, a phenomenal success story that you've, you've effectively you know, partnered and gotten to bed with Intel and, and looked at leveraging each other's strengths, particularly leveraging what Intel does that's so broad and deep in every space. Um, if I was to, to ask you one last question, I'd love to hand you a crystal ball, a, a virtual crystal ball and say, could you gaze into this and, and just you know for a moment ponder where we are now in 2020? If we were to look sort of next three to five years, I mean, there's some very big fundamental shifts around mobility and enterprise mobility, Something in traditional enterprise space. I can see this coming into health. I can see all the things you're working around with remote imaging and on-site imaging, processing. I can imagine that, as you said before, if you've got something where uh, a machine learning model is being applied to a particular thing, whether it's 10, 15, someone might say, well, I want to run 1,000 years' worth of yeah. analysis on this. We'll just stand up 1,000 yeah. cores in, in a cloud powered by Intel and see what happens. It's going to cost $6. I would say, yes, do that. Um, but if I said to you, Peter Shen, um, you know, uh, whether it's with your vice president of business development at Digital Health uh, for Siemens Healthineers or, or not, in the next three to five years, what are some of the big things? trends you think are going to come out around what's possible, how we're going to see things pivot. Because one of the things I'd love to do is give people a couple of takeaway thoughts that they can then look at actioning. Um, you know, Do they have a great strategy in place for this? Have they got the right skill sets? Has their HR department thought about this? Imagine, given that you're literally at the bleeding edge, you are better positioned than almost anyone I've met for a while on the planet to sort of think about what's coming over the horizon and what should people be yeah. thinking about.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, for for me personally, I you know, I see a, I see a big push, especially in the healthcare space, around personalized medicine. We we touched on it a little bit, you know, here with, with with some of the solutions that we're working on at Siemens. But but I think again, this concept of of personalized medicine. So it's not only finding kind of the the right diagnosis and whatnot, and but it's also again trying to create that that personalized therapy plan that's really optimized for for the individual here. So so that means like platforms that re, again are really ingesting large amounts of data um, to be able to kind of figure out, you know, almost create kind of a almost like a a, a bitmoji of, of 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 you or me, right? Uh, this digital twin concept that that we talked about earlier, but but the whole reason why there's you know this concept of a digital twin and everything is because we're we're trying to push towards this concept of personalized medicine. So wouldn't it be great if I had a you know a a, a twin of Des that I could actually then try out different different therapies on to see which one is the most effective to, to, to cure the ailment that you have, you know, but in order to do that, um, you know, from a practical standpoint, it's going to require a a lot amount of data. And that data has to be really in, in, in kind of a discrete or curated form. And what I mean by that is that it's gotta be in a, it's gotta be in a form where we can extract that information and, and do something with it. And I think that's the challenge right that we have today uh, from a practical sense with with all these new emerging technologies, especially in healthcare, is that they're relying a lot on on, on data, but that data may not actually be in, in that discrete or curated form that, that these algorithms and everything need, you know, they might be just kind of buried or it might be just kind of like, uh, you know, a a scan of, of, of a patient history, you know, that, or a photo or something of that sort. And, and what we really want to do is trying to pull out all those different data elements and make them kind of discrete and, and curate or basically find the meaning behind all that, all that, all that data. So one of the, one of the things that, that practically needs to be done today is kind of making sure that data becomes then accessible and, and, and easily, you know, able to index and search and, and be able to pull out all the right pieces of information. And and arguably, especially in healthcare, uh, a lot of that data, you know, is, is is not in that form today. You know, a, a lot of providers say, oh, yeah, we've accumulated, a, you know, a history of a, a 10, 20 years worth of data or whatever. But, you know, if those, if those pieces of data, again, are, are just uh, scans of 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 paper they're they're going to be difficult to to pull out what that clinical meaning is so so I think what what can be done right now is really kind of you know making the data accessible and preparing the information so that we can feed some of these newer technologies in, in the future here and this is this is something that's going to be a big challenge but something that uh, if if done correctly then you can leverage all these great you know these great new and emerging Uh, technologies that are happening today
1: Uh, indeed and and i had a startup of my own a few years ago where we were uh, doing digital transformations for healthcare environments particularly aged care and i had a horror scenario around what you're just talking about with the protection of data where an aged person had to get their records and it turns out it wasn't in a cardboard box in a in a you know compactus storage space in the building it was in a 42-foot shipping container behind The healthcare center and had rained, and everything in there had turned into paper mache, so they couldn't get the person's records, so they had to go through all the scans and all the tests again, even though they didn't charge him a second time, just the pain, the drama. Uh, But I had this mental picture. Uh, when you're talking about digital twins of eventually having a Siemens Healthineer uh, uh, Intel-powered Tamagotchi of myself, <laughs> uh, which, which I look forward to. I can't wait to download and install the, uh, the the Tamagotchi of Des and uh, track myself and keep feeding myself to make sure I'm healthy. Uh, well, Peter, it's been absolutely fantastic to spend an hour with you. Thank you so much for making time available to me, and I- I've really loved getting to know you. A bit of your personal background and certainly some insights into kind of your role uh, as you were the challenge of vice president of business development inside digital health for Siemens Healthineers. And the background of Healthineers story was exciting. And, and I think when we think about what you shared with the relationship you formed from consuming technology from Intel to partnering with them and, and opening the sort of the kimono as to what's possible – uh, I think that's going to give us a great sense of, of excitement about what's potentially going to come in the future above and beyond what you're already doing and disrupting health. And, and congratulations on that. And, and hopefully we'll have you back on the show in three to six months and sort of look at where you're going from there and maybe talk about what AR and VR and other things, uh, uh, sort of the Pokemon of health might look like down the path. But um, Peter, it's been great to have you on the show and thank you so much for your time. And uh, we'll look forward to having you again, again soon.
0: Yeah, no, appreciate it, a uh, Great pleasure. Thank you so much.